Hello and good day. You're listening to KFM. I want to talk a little bit on addiction here. This will be a rather short one, but instead of diving into my story, I kind of want to share other people's stories as well and, and see how everybody else has dealt with it. I know how I've dealt with it, and we'll touch on that throughout the ways, but I, uh, I, I think it's important to, to reach out to, to those who are lost or feel that they, they have no control over what's going on in their life and you feel helpless. Uh, addiction is a very serious thing. Uh, people get addicted to coffee, cigarettes, uh, sugar is a big thing, uh, and sugar affects your mood, actually. That's uh, probably another subject for another day because that's a rather large subject. But addiction in general, uh, whether it be chewing your nails or driving fast or anything, you may not realize it's an addiction or you, that you have an addictive personality, but when you do something more than more than once or out of the routine uh, continuously, uh, in, in a routine continuously, then it, it proves to be an addiction. And it, there's a lot of people with addictive personalities that they, they don't realize it. Even, even anger can be an addiction because you enjoy how it fe- makes you feel. Anger will uh, also reduce... Re- produce endorphins um, depending on the situation and that's what addiction comes down to be is that that feel-good feeling that self-justification they you know I, I did that and it makes me feel good which we can achieve in so many ways but we get stuck in these bad ways I guess if you will bad uh, non-conventional uh, habits and habits are are what are centralized around addiction as well. So now, be it I'm talking out my ass or be it I talk from experience, I've, I've dealt with addiction on many levels, um, from alcohol to to uh, mind-altering drugs like uh, acid and mushrooms. Now, be it, now I may not be physically addicted to those drugs because they don't create the same dependency as you would with uh, with pills, with, with barbiturates, uh, cocaine, uh, uh, anything like that, molly, those things, uh, meth, crystal meth, they're, they're highly addictive. Now, I've dabbled in a lot of things. I've basically done everything except for put a needle in my arm and I don't think I want to go back to most things I've been around because it's it's a scary feeling. It, like you can't if you've never if you've never touched those kind of drugs, um, then then you wouldn't completely understand the feeling that you get when when you are on top of the world when you are high. It's it, it can make you feel well otherworldly. It can make you feel superhuman in a sense, and I'm not talking that you feel that you're Bruce Banner flying through the sky, or, jeez, that was a horrible one, wasn't it? Bruce Banner's the Hulk. <laughs> uh, but you, yeah, you, you don't feel like you're, you're, you're Superman or the Hulk or anything. It's, it's, that's far from what it is. What it comes down to be is that your day was absolutely horrible, and, and you go get high, and, you don't even think about what had you down. Uh, if you do, it's it's it can be really bad. Uh, 
but nine times out of ten you you totally escape that feeling because these drugs have that that much of a hold on your on your mental state and and they they produce so much serotonin that you you create this altered feeling it's it's really hard to explain unless you've been there and if you've been there then you know and if you are there then I'm sorry that you feel that way um, but reality is can be a pain in the butt um, nobody likes it nobody can deal with it easily and sometimes we think we have a hold of it and it, it, it can take one rude comment or one rude uh, interaction you know you drop something that you really like you destroy something you break something by accident and and that's it that's a snap um, I've I've ran to them whenever I've messed up greatly and I've used them used drugs to to hide my feelings to, to hide who I am to to hide how to deal with things because I frankly didn't want to um, and there was no need to but at the same time, there was a need to deal with those things. There was a need to not hide because you can run down the alley and, and continue running, and you'll 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 search for the end of that alley so that you can make a turn, and you miss all the other little doors on the way through because you're so focused on that end of that alley that you don't look left, you don't look right. And that's when it consumes you. It, it's basically running into the abyss. Um, I, I've done uh, cocaine three times, and that was a <clears throat> the first time was a whoa! I can't do this. Uh, I like it too much, so I, I literally did not touch it for quite a few years. Um, and when I was going through a very down downtime recently in my life, uh, uh, with within counting on a on one hand years ago um, I I turned to it again when I was completely loaded uh, and now alcohol does yes impair judgment uh, all drugs impair judgment uh, you can't say they does not you especially stuff like Molly and so on that it, it really you're not you so when you're that far in an addiction when you're that far in in a coping me method with with alcohol or drugs or anything like that you you tend to find every escape that you possibly can so when I was there I I had done it a second time I was hanging out with some choice people uh, people I surrounded myself around because I thought I was wanted to help them and their habits although at first I didn't uh, I didn't kind of break my routine of not doing drugs and not drinking for countless years um, I, I ended up feeling that in order to <clears throat> belong within the group, I I had to get high. I had to do this. I had to do that. I had to drink. I had to, you know. So here I am doing it the the second and third time, and the same night. And the the second time I was like, whoa, that's good. And the third time I I kind of looked at myself, looked at my surroundings, realized what was happening. That was two hundred dollars in one night. Um, <clears throat> not to mention the drinks, and and it hit me there with the cocaine, and I I knew that if I continued to do so, that I would really, really, really fall. Um, so I I continued drinking, and and within a couple of days, I had tried a drug that I had never tried before, 
which was Molly, and, and that was a, a three-day uh, spiral uh, to, to, to not a good time. It, <laughs> there's no way to describe it. You're, you felt, I, I felt like I was on top of the world, but at the same time, I watched everybody around me. I'm, I'm a very conscious person in some ways, uh, and it scared me how, how I watched everybody. So, um, you know, addiction really, really can screw with you and take a hold of you and your life and make you do things that you didn't think that you would do, like you break every moral that you possibly had um, and destroy that judgment. And it's it's horrible when you do that because once you once you get into that whole grove of feelings, you 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 feel that there's no need to even try and get out of it uh, to just keep going. And I was lucky enough that I had a friend of mine that uh, that looked at me after three days awake and 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 gave me a couple things to help me fall asleep and and just Valium and. and I can justify it if I want to, I guess, on that, because I literally slept for a day and a half, uh, and then later on had to face the music, which was not good. I was still with somebody at that time who I was with for quite a while, and it was a, a hard wake-up on me, but I continued to drink and for for a couple of months. So, if... Now, en enough about myself, I guess, with my addictions what what I really want to make this about or what I want to talk about a lot on this today is the the fact that if you know anybody <clears throat> dealing with addictions they you know they they have moments of clarity where where they understand what's going on but at the same time we look down upon people like you wouldn't believe and I do it personally every day you know you make fun of crackheads or you make fun of meth heads and, and it's just you know it's methed up right so <laughs> it it's you 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 make light of a situation that is not something to make light of uh, and when these people have those moments of clarity you, you, they are very brief they they don't last long and when if they feel they need help it's 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 either they feel they need help and they're scared so they continue on their addiction or they they end up searching for help and along the way meet friends that wanted help but hey you got money okay so so what happens is you, you you fall and you continue to fall farther so if you do know anybody that's in addiction what you what you should do is continuously keep tabs on them keep an eye on them because honestly friends or family enemies nobody deserves nobody deserves those feelings and in order to kind of cleanse this world of drugs, if you will, which seems like an impossible task, but it's not a task that we can ask the government to rely on and, and ask uh, organizations to, to do. Um, what it comes down to is community involvement, pure community involvement. And I'm not talking about you give money to uh, an organization or so on and so forth. I mean, literally do what we've done for thousands of years and and be a, a form of community with these people that's one thing i feel that we lack these days especially with everything that's going on in the world uh, currently that uh, we distance ourselves from everybody and because it, we feel safer that way when we're very sociable human beings and 
and so these people with the, with the addiction they they don't need you to 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 tell them how bad they are they know how bad they are they don't need you to baby them they, like that's the last thing they want that's the last thing that some people want attention and i get that and attention comes in different forms but these people are are human beings and when you break it down you you find that they're just as weak and they cry just like you some people are tough hearted but i i've sat beside some pretty pretty hard men uh, um that wouldn't think twice about taking you on regardless of your size or or your stature i guess that's the same thing but uh, how much of a threat you were because they just don't care because they've lost everything they're 50 years old and they've been in their addiction uh for for 30 years for some of them for for 35 at 50 40 years you know i i've met I've met young young fellows that have started at, at ten years old, uh, beside their father, uh, sitting there with a pipe in their mouth, and not one for marijuana either. So it's <clears throat> it's very consuming, and and what you need to do is, is or what you should do. I, I don't want to tell you what to do, no matter what. Is is if if you're in an addiction, reach out every second chance that you can, every chance that you can. Period. Anytime you feel vulnerable that that you're going to slip or that you you want to to get help, then then do so and try and do that avenue. Now there are things in place in the community, uh, uh, rehabs and groups and so on, and and I feel a lot of that centralizes around war stories because you 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 talk about it. So your best bet, I guess, would be to to find somebody that you can confide in regardless of who it is even you know what honestly if you're in an addiction of any kind whatsoever even if it's cigarettes even if it's porn even like and, and trust me people are addicted to the weirdest things and it happens i mean especially with this day and age with everything that we have available um i want you to reach out to somebody even if it's a random person just on the street that you don't know uh, a, a sweet old lady, a, a tough-looking old man, you know, uh, some biker guy, you know, like, uh, hit or miss, I, I get, or your chances are that you're going to eight times out of ten, maybe six times out of ten, but there's still it's still more than fifty percent. You're gonna hit somebody that's a good person, and I guarantee you, out of those people that you end up talking to, at least half of them have been through some form of addiction or have been through a, a a horrible time or have been uh through domestic violence or or even ha have had family go through it so you're not alone stop thinking that get it out of your head you're not the only one here you're not the only one going through this crap and and just realize that you as a human being there's only so many things that can happen in your life there the the it it's very limited the experiences that you will have because it's just how we are it's it's not like every second person you go to has been to space and that's been their life no they've all grown up especially if you're in the city they've all grown up around it they can tell they can smell they can see it in your eyes every second person walking those streets with you right now if you're on the streets or every second car that passes has had some kind of involvement in addiction uh, like I said whether it's family or, or friends or themselves so reach the frig out like 
Honestly, reach the fuck out. I, I like seriously. There's no. There's no end to it if you don't stop it at some point. You can't make people stop either. That's kind of unlawful confinement, if you will, because that'd be about the only way you'd stop an addict from getting what they want if they're not ready for it. You're not going to to change the world by harping on somebody as much as we wish we could. And you, the odd person, you probably can. And I'm not saying, I'm, I don't want to ever tell anybody that they can't do something because you can. The word can't is freaking ridiculous and we shouldn't even have it in the English language or any other language for that matter. And I'm sure there's probably languages in the world that the word can't doesn't exist and I hope so. And I'm going to have to check that out. Uh, memo to self. So, you know, just reach out. Do your best. Remember, we are literally all fleshy little bits of human being. We're not that different from one another. A dog, for Christ's sakes. Sorry to the Christians about that, but a dog gets addicted to if you give him table food all the time he's addicted to it it may not seem like an addiction but his brain says oh if i do this then i get that and that gives me a feel-good feeling uh, and that's his endorphins boosting because he's getting cheese and or chocolate no not chocolate we, you know just just tasty little treats for a dog cats they're dicks but they're cats are cats and they, they get addicted to being alone and they get addicted to having you uh, uh, at their command. So, I guess, maybe. See, I'm no scientist, I'm no biologist, I'm no nothing special, nothing important. But I'm, I'm a person that has lived through a lot, lost everything more than once. And I've seen it all. I've, I've literally sat there paying my rent and, and watching somebody pull up a pipe to their mouth and start smoking it. And... You just kind of like nod at them. They're like, you want to hit? Mm, you know what? I'm good. But at the same time, you just kind of walk away from that. You don't you don't ask them what's up. You don't talk to them on a personal level. Uh, and that's one thing you should do is, is get personal with them. You don't ask them about why their drug of choice is their drug of choice or, or what would it take to make them stop. Ask them about their day. Ask them about their favorite color, their favorite food, just the simple stuff. Make them feel freaking human as they are. Because that's the, that's the only way we're going to defeat this or at least minimize it, uh, the, the, the drugs. Because especially right now with what's going on, we do feel alone. Heck, I feel alone half the time. I'm making a podcast. I hate talking to people like this. I hate explaining myself over and over again. I, I'm a very sociable person to a very small degree uh, when I feel the need to or when I feel like I, I want human contact. And if you knew me, you know I'd talk too much, like I'm doing now. So, but this is, you know, 20 minutes in a day that I, I try and connect with somebody, even just one person. And, and if I can change one life, that's an amazing thing. If I can give somebody a, a good thought or a chuckle or or just a quote to have for the rest of the day. That, that's, that's awesome. And, and I feel that, you know, that, that's what you should try and do yourself. And I challenge you. So I guess today's homework is uh, 
is I want you to walk down the street or, or pull into a restaurant and walk in if you go get a coffee at a particular restaurant uh, and go in and, and strike up a conversation with somebody you don't know. Regardless of what's going on and what's going around, we don't have a second chance at life. There is no replay at all. So if you avoid all these things and avoid all these awesome experiences, then you just gonna, it's going to suck. You know, I, I've met some of the most amazing people by literally striking up a conversation at random. I met an amazing person one time by trading socks. It was weird, but I liked her socks. She liked mine. She asked if I wanted to trade socks. So you, <clears throat> your homework today, honestly, strike up a conversation, somebody random, you know, even if you have to subconsciously count to 15 people that you pass or, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, oh, but don't, don't say I'll do it next time. Okay. You, there might not be a freaking next time. Okay. You don't know what tomorrow brings. You don't know what five minutes from now brings. So no, don't, don't wait. Don't, uh, don't, don't be lazy. Okay. We, we have to change this world a little bit. For, for the good, for the better. Uh, and the only way to start with it is to get down to ground zero. And ground zero right now in this world, it's getting pretty messy. The, the drug scene you don't want to know is... I, I'm just going to tell you, I've met a lot of good people that make a lot of good money that do open-heart surgery and that do uh, that are lawyers and, and so on. And they're lost in an addiction that they make a 100 grand a year for. Okay? So... Just your homework today, go out, talk to somebody, strike a conversation, find out what's up with them, or find out or 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 dive into into them with yourself. Ask them, ask a complete stranger if they have five minutes to talk. And if they look at you weird, I have zero advice for you other than the fact that just say, Hey man, I really need to talk to you. I'm not having a great day. I'm not having a great time. Be vulnerable. Don't worry about humiliation because if you go tomorrow, if you pass away tomorrow from either an overdose or if you pass away because of an aneurysm or anything happens, then humiliation did not matter. So just go out and confide in your fellow human beings because we all bleed red, we all think alike, we all need water, and we all like chocolate. Well, some people don't, but I kind of do, and a lot of people do, so... You know, just just remember that. They're not aliens. We're not aliens. We're just human beings. And we're lucky to be here. So be lucky. And this is KFM. I hope you have a great evening. Take care.